And do you know how many people would probably like run away at the sight of dismembered legs? Yeah. Dude, there's a four foot bong in a bag of wheat by your bed. <laughs> Tillywinks, the parlor game for nerds, is nearing extinction. It's in my pod! It's in my pod! <laughs> I will find proof. <laughs> I'm very easily startled, Mr. Finkerton. <laughs> I don't know which regulation body would regulate the uh, penis ring that you were talking about earlier. <laughs> I'm ready to remain conscious as we record this show. Hey, welcome to Medical Stuff. My name is Mark. Apparently, I suck Frankum, and that is Chris. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Frankston, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I, uh, you know, the best part about that. So, uh, many of you guys don't follow my personal Facebook, uh, just because, you know, I don't. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Facebook and Instagram. And Instagram. And, um, <laughs> as you guys may have heard, I may have kept this a secret, but I'm a flight medic now. And, uh, <laughs> I'm so on helicopter. key about it. Yeah, I've been pretty low key about it, but, uh, you know, I'm on, uh, I'm on the helicopters. And, um, but the other day, I picked up a shift at the agency that Mark and I both uh, both work at, and it's just a you know ground pounder. It's an uh, you know what do they call those ground helicopters? Whatever, one of those things uh, <laughs> on the ground. And I posted a picture of it saying, "Hey, looking forward to working in this tomorrow. You guys are all great. I love working with you guys, except for Mark. Mark, you suck." Uh, and the first person <laughs> that liked the post was Mark. Uh, <laughs> I got a text from one of my uh, friends at LifeFlight. He's sitting there. He's like, "You this Mark guy." You guys are like really good friends, aren't you? I'm like, yeah, we are. So that's <laughs> like, okay, that makes sense. I could literally say anything about Frank up on Facebook. He'd be like, yeah, I'm in. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyway. Hmm. Yeah, Chris is coming into this with a ball of enthusiasm with which I'm going to have a hard time keeping up with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can fall asleep faster. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Willie, he's already asleep behind me on the bed. Oh, nice. Even he's boarding yeah, your he shit. Well, in, in all fairness, he's been up here for about an hour waiting for us to get started. So. Oh, fair enough. You know what? Good, good on <laughs> Willie. Him and yeah. I both. Anyway, I'm just kidding. All <sighs> right. Uh, shit. Let's, uh, God, what what are we talking about? What? Um... Well, this is actually a listener mail uh, request. Nice. Uh, somebody wanted, Part of it is, a lot of this is uh, just kind of expanding on the idea yeah i thought i had this pulled up you are nailing this buddy this is a good one can you yawning me just kind of wandering through this and we're really doing great here man. can you even see the topic nah sorry so just looking to see if our patient or a patient good lord It's going to be a long episode, I can tell right now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, If our listener uh, gave permission to use their name, and I don't... Ooh, apparently we have a vast amount of knowledge. What? Is this person okay? Is this a sober listener? Apparently wrong in the head in some, some ways, apparently. Or... Susceptible to our bullshit, which is even worse. Actually, that's even better. <laughs> that's, that's fine. Uh, so we'll just go with SN. All right, SN. Person, so nah. SN Thank you so much. Uh, has a personal reason for uh, some of these things. We're one of the major things we're going to talk about here. But we're working on, we're talking today about the eye. Yeah. The ocularity. The you oculusness. Know, and just so you guys know, 
Vision is often measured on a scale of what uh, the average person can see at a certain distance, and they express that in one number over another. For example, perfect vision would be 2020, like EMS 2020, another podcast that I'm a part of where I work with Spencer Oliver, and we release new episodes every Wednesday. Go ahead and check out EMS 2020 on anywhere that you get podcasts. And I'm actually going to be starting another podcast with uh, Stacy Oliveira, and it's going to be called Pre-Hospital Perfect Vision. Nice. Who's Stacy Oliveira? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's this play on Spencer Oliver. Oh, shit. It is, isn't it? <laughs> I do like EMS Perfect Vision, though. That's the name we should have snagged. Pre-Hospital Perfect Vision. Pre-Hospital. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. See? That's why I I'm no good, at, that no good at names. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you got your eyeballs. They are They're, they're designed to see. Um, but of course, us being medical stuff, we're going to talk about when they don't do that quite the way they should. Yeah. And we're not going to be talking about the third eye. No, we're not. Or the brown eye for that matter. Okay. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, is the third eye, is that, is that the penis? Um, no, no, no. Third eye is, uh, is more of a existential holistic sort of thing. It looks into the soul, stuff like that. So cataracts. <laughs> um, <laughs> not even going to touch on the brown eye? Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> You know, it really depends on who I'm with. All right. So. (laughs) Cataract is a clouding of the eye's lens and is the leading cause of blindness worldwide and the leading cause of vision loss in the United States. Cataracts can occur at any age because of a variety of causes and can be present at birth even. All right. So although treatment for the removal of cataracts is widely available, access barriers like insurance coverage, which is oddly enough, still a thing. Uh, treatment cost, patient choice uh, or lack of awareness may prevent people from receiving the proper treatment. I think most people are willing to um, fall in line with medical uh, medical thoughts and ideals without really questioning them all that much. And I think that if they're told they need to do something by a doctor or a professional, that they'll just do it without uh, really asking questions yeah. too much. I mean, there's no current examples in this country that are going on that would no, no. maybe maybe play contrary to that. We are putting the good of everybody ahead of ourselves. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> it just depends on how political the advice is, if people will follow it or not. <laughs> anyway, so an estimated 20.5 million, that's 17.2% of Americans aged 40 years and older, have cataract in one eye or both eyes. And 6.1 million, 5.1%, have had their lens removed operatively. Uh, the total number of people who have cataracts is estimated to increase to 30.1 million by 2020. You might not have any symptoms at First, when cataracts are mild, but as cataracts grow, they can cause damage in your vision. For example, you may notice that your vision could look cloudy or blurry. Colors could look faded. You can't see well at night. <laughs> Lamps, sunlight, or headlights seem way too bright. You see halos around uh, lights. You see double. This sometimes goes away as the cataracts get uh, bigger. It seems like an improvement, but ultimately is not. You have to change the prescription for your glasses often. These symptoms can be a sign of other eye problems, too. Uh, so be sure to talk to your eye doctor if you have any of these problems. So over time, cataracts can lead to vision loss. So your risk for cataracts goes up as you get older. You're also at a higher risk if you have certain types of health problems like diabetes, if you smoke, drink too much alcohol, have a family history of cataracts, have an eye injury, eye surgery or radiation treatment on your upper body, spend a lot of time in the sun, uh, take steroids. Medicines usually treat a variety of health problems, by the way, like arthritis is a common time while you have steroids uh certain pulmonary diseases will also require steroids 
It always amazes me exactly how many times smoking <laughs> comes up as a cause of so many different medical problems. Yeah. With that said, keep smoking. It keeps us in business. Right. Uh, actually, stop no, fucking smoking. Do <laughs> it's like every episode, like we every other episode is like a new reason to not smoke. I want to say like right. in our erectile dysfunction, mm -hmm. I believe that was one of the things in there. Like it can prevent you from getting boners. Yeah. So stop it. And seeing and seeing them. Yeah, and and seeing them. Even if you had one, you wouldn't be able to appreciate it. In the neuropathy episode, I believe that smoking was in there, so you wouldn't be able to feel it. God, I'm sure it was. All right, <laughs> so here's the thing. If you are worried that you might be at risk for cataracts, please talk to your doctor. And if there's anything you can do, I'd uh, ask if there's anything that you can do to lower your risk. So take some steps to, to protect your eyes uh, and delay cataracts. You can wear sunglasses and a hat with a brim to block the sun. Imagine the guy's like, all right, sunglasses, uh, check, beanie, check. It's just like, wait, no, bro. Uh, anyway, uh, quit smoking. Have you, have you seen that picture? It uh, looks like it's a news like somebody was on the news and somebody, this guy's at a baseball game or a football game or something at some sort of sporting event. Mm -hmm. And he's got his sunglasses on. He's got his hat on backwards. And then he's got his hand up yeah. shading his eyes. <laughs> where, says, where the bill of the hat should be. Man too, yeah, man too stupid to know how a hat works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a good one. Um, yeah. There's also one, there's an Instagram page called Influencers in the Wild. And it's yeah. basically just like, because, uh, you know, you always have people on Instagram that are like posting like really good pictures of themselves and all these things. Mm -hmm. And in, uh, influencers in the wild is just other people filming those people trying to get these shots, <laughs> like people in grocery stores, like, like curling, like cuddling up to like the flower display, like trying to make it look like they're not in a grocery store. And there's someone else just filming them doing this shit. It's amazing. All right. So in addition to, uh, you know, the hat, the sunglasses, get this uh, stop smoking. Uh, eat healthy, eat plenty of fruits and vegetables, especially the dark leafy greens like spinach, kale, or collard greens. Uh, get a dilated eye exam. If you are 60 or older, get a dilated eye exam at least once every two years. So, yeah. But wait, there's more vision diseases. Mark, take it away. Diabetic neuropathy. Ooh, Sorry, diabetic retinopathy. Yeah. Oof, totally different. I mean, neuropathy uh, is diabetic too, but. Right, it is, but just not this. Uh, diabetic retinopathy is an eye condition that can cause vision loss and blindness in people who have had, have diabetes. It affects the blood vessels in the retina. That's the light sensitive layer of tissue in the back of your eye. If you have diabetes, it's important for you to get a comprehensive dilated eye exam at least once a year. Uh, diabetic retinopathy may not have any symptoms at first, but finding it early can help you take steps to protect your vision. Uh, first of all, managing your diabetes by staying physically active, uh, eating healthy, and taking your medicine uh, can also help prevent or delay vision loss. Now, the thing about diabetes is if you want to lead a long, healthy, active life where you have silly little things like your vision or all your toes. Wait, wait, wait. The absolute, mm -hmm. All my toes? Yeah, if you want them. I mean, I don't know if you do or not, but mm. if you do, okay, you know. Um I need, oh, I should look it up, but uh, I wonder what the loss percentage of loss of balance is per toe. I don't know. Do you mind looking that up real quick? Uh, yeah, I can try and do that. Go ahead. Keep moving. I'll get um, in the background. But no, uh, keeping your blood sugar as close to a normal level on a regular basis is one of the best things you can do for your body when you're managing your diabetes. Because when you start having problems, these things come on is when you start having extremely highs 
or wide, uh, extremely high sugars or wide swings in your sugar on a regular basis. That's what starts doing the damage to your body, which can damage your eyes, your circulatory system. It can damage your renal system, which the liver is not part of. I know that now. Uh, let's see. <laughs> the early stages of diabetic retinopathy usually don't have any symptoms. I can't Some find people it. know this changes. You can't. Uh. I don't even know if it's out there. It's just one of those things that <laughs> like 12% per toe. Nah. Uh, no, that well, then you have ten toes. That'd be one hundred and twenty percent of your balance, and so like the guy yeah. next to you would be unsteady. <laughs> like that's dude, back up! I'm trying to walk here. Yeah, <laughs> did you lose all your toes? Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Uh, some people notice uh, changes to their vision, like trouble reading or seeing faraway objects. Uh, these changes may come and go. In later stages of the disease, blood vessels in the retina start to bleed into the vitreous the gel-like substance in the center of the eye. If this happens, you may see dark floating spots or streaks that look like cobwebs or demons. Just cobwebs, just kidding. Uh, sometimes the spots clear up on their own, but it's important to get treatment right away. Without treatment, the bleeding can happen again, get worse, or, or cause scarring. Diabetic retinopathy can lead to other serious eye conditions. Diabetic macular edema, or DME. Uh, over time, about half the people <laughs> with diabetic re- Sounds like a late 90s, early 2000s rapper is what that sounds like. <laughs> so, uh, over time, about half the people with diabetic retinopathy will, will develop DME. Uh, DME happens when the blood vessels in the retina leak fluid, causing swelling in the macular part of the retina. Uh, I'm sorry, in the macula. Maculi, macula. There you go. Uh, which is a part of the retina. If you have DME, your vision will become blurry because the extra fluid in your macula. Neurovascular glaucoma. Uh, diabetic retinopathy can cause an abnormal blood vessel. It can cause abnormal blood vessels to grow out of the retina. That doesn't sound good. I mean, out the front. And block fluid from draining out of the eye. I guess it can be. This causes a type of glaucoma. And then you can have which sounds unpleasant, retinal detachment. Uh, retinal de- re- diabetic retinopathy can cause scars to form in the back of your eye. When the scars pull your retina, uh, when the scars pull your retina away from the back of your eye, it's called tractional retinal detachment. Ooh, that doesn't sound fun. No, not at all. Yeah, I mean, uh, di- just hmm? doesn't meet just doesn't meet needs emotionally for you anymore. Exactly. <laughs> Can't really seem to communicate. Mm-mm. Just not there for a new time of need, you know. Uh, diabetic retinopathy is caused by high blood sugar due to diabetes. Over time, having too much sugar in your blood can ca- can damage your retina, uh, the part of your eye that detects light and sends signals to your brain through the nerve in the back of your eye, your optic nerve. Diabetic uh, diabetes damages blood vessels all over the body. The damage to your eyes start when sugar blocks the tiny blood vessels that go to your retina, causing them to leak fluid or bleed. Uh, to make up for these blocked blood vessels, your eyes th- <laughs> then grow new blood vessels that don't work as well. Uh, these new blood vessels can leak or bleed easily. Okay. Um, <laughs> managing your diabetes is the best way to lower your risk of diabetic ne- uh, retinopathy. That means keeping track of lower your blood sugar levels as close. Or, I'm sorry. This means keeping your blood sugar levels as close to normal as possible. Hey, nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, you can do this by getting regular physical activity, eating healthy, and carefully following your doctor's instructions for your insulin and other diabetic medications. To help control your sugar, uh, you can give lots of kisses, give away a bunch of sugars. Oh. Yeah. I don't want to kiss you all this time, all these times, Chris. I'm just trying to help my diabetes. Oh, gotcha. So this is really, this is really for your health. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm doing it for my diabetes, Chris. Oh, man. Well, you know Old what? Stuff. If I had known that, man, I would have. <laughs> <laughs> Not run screaming from the room? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I wouldn't have called the police uh, all those times either, you know? like Oh, we could have saved so many IRs with just a little explanation. <laughs> right? Uh, to help control your blood sugar, you'll need a special test called an A1C test. This test shows your average blood sugar level over a three-month period. Talk to your doctor about lowering your A1C levels to help prevent or manage diabetic retinopathy. Yeah, da, yeah. Da, da. Chris, you're up. All right. It's time for glaucoma. So glaucoma isn't just one disease. Nay, nay. Glaucoma is a group of diseases, like a school of fish in a sea of eye diseases. I'm lost. Uh, that are usually <laughs> characterized by damage you to the- say You started out strong. It, it yeah, fell apart quickly. It but did. That, initially, I was like, dude, he's got a bit. Yeah, he is in. And then just, which almost is the bit in and of itself. Like, let's face it. Watching a guy ride a unicycle is 10 times more awesome when he biffs it. Good point. And I'm, I'm, about, to, I'm point. about to offend some NASCAR people here. If you're a NASCAR fan, I am sorry. But I'm going to tell you this. You watch hoping they'll crash. Don't sit there and get all sad on me when someone's crashes. You ever watch an advertisement for NASCAR? N- NASCAR. NASCAR. It's always them crashing. Always. Well, like the hockey, theme. Hockey people watch for the fights. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like the theme of like the NASCAR advertisements, though. It's, it's like, oh, it's such a sad, you know, terrible thing when someone really crashes. It's like, really? Then why do you advertise it? Why is that like the first <laughs> thing? That's like pretending you watch Ice Road Truckers for the good character development. You don't. You want to see one of those fuckers slide off a mountain. And that is the only reason you're watching. Or you're watching it for the exceptionally gruesome uh, computerized reenactments they make of what could potentially happen. Yeah, which always it's like well, here's they the, always end up like on fire down a hill exploding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a body, an arm flying out the window. And here's the reason why you know they're never going to actually crash or have something super severe happen on ice road truckers because that would be just like fucking NASCAR. That would be. Mm-hmm in the showrunner that'd be in the start there in in the theme but it never right. is you would see that preview so like dude people are gonna watch this one like you put you put that shit in the previews uh well it's like um uh searching for nazi gold dude if they ever found any significant gold gold mm-hmm. they could not keep that shit quiet before the show came out yeah or finding bigfoot <laughs> right yeah like yeah, that, they're not gonna, you know, the, not gonna reveal yeah, it on the show. Finding Bigfoot, it's like, well, you're not gonna find him because trust me, the show wouldn't even be on right now because it would already be the news would already be all over the place, right? So anyway, um, so glaucoma. Continuing on, <laughs> glaucoma. Uh, right. So it's characterized it's a group of stuff that's char- good diseases is characterized by damage to the optic nerve and then gradual vision loss that starts with losing peripheral. That's side vision. Uh, people who have high eye pressure are at higher risk for glaucoma. So each type of glaucoma is different, but most have no early symptoms. So it's important to get tested regularly, especially if you are at a higher risk. So primary glaucomas. When experts don't know what causes a certain type of glaucoma, that type is called primary glaucoma. So 
First off, we have open angle glaucoma. Open angle glaucoma is the most common type in the United States, and that's like nine in 10 people with glaucoma have open angle. So many people don't have any symptoms until they start to lose their vision, and then people uh, may not notice the vision loss right away. This could be very gradual. Experts aren't really sure what causes open angle glaucoma, but it may be caused by pressure building up in your eye. If the fluid in your eye can't drain fast enough, it creates pressure that pushes on a nerve at the back of your eye. That'd be the optic nerve. Uh, over time, the pressure damages the optic nerve and that'll affect your vision. So this can eventually lead to blindness. In fact, open angle glaucoma causes almost two in 10 cases of blindness in uh, African-Americans. People with high blood pressure are also at risk uh, for open angle glaucoma. So normal tension glaucoma. Normal tension glaucoma is a type of open angle glaucoma that happens in people with normal eye pressure. So about one in three people with open angle glaucoma have a normal have the normal tension type. So you may be at a high risk for normal tension type glaucoma if you uh, are of Japanese ancestry, have a family history of normal uh, tension glaucoma have had certain heart problems like an irregular heartbeat, have low blood pressure, and then experts don't know what causes normal tension glaucoma, but research shows that treatments that lower eye pressure can help slow the disease and stop vision so, loss. So if you have high blood pressure, you get open angle glaucoma, right? Yeah. But if you have low blood pressure, you get narrow angle glaucoma. So you're kind of screwed no matter what you do, man. See, well, you got to be right in the middle, man. Yeah, I guess you just got to yeah. shoot the gap or something. I don't know. Exactly. So, um, but there's a lot on glaucoma. I need a break. Yeah. It's your turn. <laughs> I'm tired. Wow. Were those, uh, those, those two, two paragraphs tough on you there, buddy? Oh, I had to read them all myself. <laughs> Normally I have someone whisper in my ear, but not today. <laughs> uh, angle closure glaucoma. This is where the glaucoma comes to an end. So you really get some good closure from it. You know, I mean, there's a good break in the glaucoma. <laughs> You both right. go your separate ways. You feel better about the situation. And you think you, you both think you've really done what's best for each other. Right. Exactly. That's it's a very, it's a very, it's a very loving glaucoma. <laughs> right. Absolutely. It's very mutual. All right. I'm rusted. Uh, or, Angle closure glaucoma. I'm just <laughs> you now recognize the, uh, the mistake you made by having me take over. <laughs> uh, angle closure glaucoma, also called narrow angle glaucoma or acute glaucoma, is a medical emergency. Go to the doctor or an emergency room immediately if you have intense pain in your eye, nausea, red eyes, or blurred vision. Uh, if you have any of those, really, just don't drive yourself. Go ahead and call us. You know. In <laughs> uh, this type of glaucoma, the outer edge of the, of the iris, the uh, color part of your eye, uh, blocks fluid from draining out of the front of the eye. Uh, the fluid builds up quickly, causing a sudden increase in eye pressure. If not treated, angle closure glaucoma can lead to blindness in just a few days. Yikes. Uh, another type of angle closure glaucoma comes uh, sometimes uh, called slow or chronic angle closure. Good Lord. Or chronic angle closure glaucoma happens more slowly and might not have any symptoms. Your doctor can treat that type with medicines, laser surgery, or laser treatments, or surgery. But if you don't have any symptoms, how do you know to go to your doctor? <laughs> right? Just a good check guess. For you. you know, Bob, I've been seeing you for about 20 years. Time to check you for ankle closure glaucoma. Yeah, that makes sense. I've been seeing uh, you for 20 years and now I can't see you. Now it's, you know, it's a big right. deal. But. Uh, congenital glaucoma. Some babies are born with glaucoma. 
This is called congenital glaucoma. About one out of every 10,000 babies born in the United States have a defect in the eye that keeps the fluid from draining normally. In these cases, you can usually notice the symptoms right away. Uh, child, uh, children with congenital glaucoma, they have cloudy eyes. They're sensitive to light. They make extra tears and may have eyes that are larger than normal. I love him, but man, when he stares at me, it just really creeps me out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's that creepy-ass kid. <laughs> I mean, I love him. He's my kid. Yeah. You know. But, yeah. <laughs> Makes bottle feeding a little intense. Uh, several other types of glaucoma can also develop in children. Any glaucoma that affects di- uh, babies or children is called, strangely enough, pediatric glaucoma (laughs) nice so secondary glaucomas sometimes glaucoma is caused by another medical condition this is called secondary glaucoma Hmm. Uh, neovascular glaucoma or nvg that's actually for night vision goggles those of us in life light have those so it's just kind (laughs) of we're used to that jesus christ hey um could you hand me some of that kool-aid right exactly no yeah i can i'll have it flown in You Jesus. call it Kool-Aid, we call it jet fuel. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Do you have your sunglasses on the top, on the bill of your hat when you say stuff like that? Up top? Uh, the, the aviator. <laughs> so I actually, on my helmet, there has been a couple times where um, I sent video to a friend. Like, so you know the, the meme where someone does something cool and like the pixelated glasses float down over their eyes? Mm-hmm. I've done that, except I've had like the visor of my helmet just kind of <laughs> close. Um, I did like, so I changed my personal Facebook profile. Apparently I don't want anyone to know what I look, what I look like. It's just me in an N95 mask with the, uh, helicopter helmet on and the visor down. And, uh, oh, dude. I so a much better picture. Yeah. So you can't see me but- at all. And, uh, one of our fans of, he's also a fan of the show, but we also both know him personally. He uh, said, I, for one, accept our, our, our robot overlords. And so, uh, <laughs> I just said, what do you mean? We're not robots. We love human things like sports and breathing, not robots. Be at ease. I'm going to go take a human breath now. Like Anyway. Uh, I've got a much better picture for you. Remember that time you had uh, the goggles on and a mask and a gown and then a glove on as a rooster head on your on, on your head? Do you still have that picture? A, it's on Facebook. <laughs> Somebody, I was looking through my Facebook pictures the other day. You know what? We may need to get that up on the Medical Stuff Facebook site. We may need to. Yeah. I'll I'll try and work on that. So, neovascular glaucoma happens when the eye makes extra blood vessels that cover the part of your eye where fluid would normally drain. It's usually caused by another medical condition like diabetes or high blood pressure. If you have neovascular glaucoma, you may notice pain or redness in your eyes or vision loss. Yeah. Uh, Pigmentary. Pigmentary? Glaucoma. Pigment dispersion syndrome happens when the pigment, the color from your iris, uh, flakes off. I don't think it's supposed to do that. Uh, The loose pigment may block fluid from draining out of your eyes, which can increase the pressure, increase your eye pressure, causing pigmentary glaucoma. Young white men who are nearsighted are more likely to have pigment dispersion syndrome than others. If you have this condition, you may need, you you may have blurry vision. Or see rainbow-colored rings around lights, uh, especially when you exercise. That's why I don't exercise. <laughs> right. There you go. Perfect. 
Okay, so exfoliation glaucoma. Ooh. Is that where we are? I have no idea. Yes, we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, exfoliation glaucoma, sometimes called... Chris, take it away. No. Pseudo-exfoliation is a type of open-angle glaucoma that happens in some people with exfoliation syndrome, a condition that causes extra material to detach from parts of the eye and block fluid from draining. No. Uh, research, recent research shows that the genetics may play a role in exfoliation glaucoma. Uh, you're at higher risk if someone in your family has exfoliation glaucoma. And the type of glaucoma can, this type of glaucoma can progress faster than primary open angle glaucoma and often causes higher eye pressure. This means that it's especially important. <clears throat> sorry. This means it's especially important for people who are at risk to get eye. Oh, it's, good Lord. This means it's especially important for people who are at risk to get eye exams regularly. Wow. Finally pulled that shit off. You nailed it, buddy. Don't let anybody tell you different, Mark. You did a good job. <laughs> Okay, so this next section, uh, it's going to bring us on home for this evening, but this is uh, the section that this is the uh, topic that our listener was uh, interested in because it is affecting them personally. Okay. So, so take it away, Big C. All right, so ischemic neuropathy. Um, okay, actually, you said Big C, and I have a story that I have to tell. Um, God, is this about your penis? No, it's not. Uh, it's about someone else <laughs> trying to make it seem as though such a nickname would be about their penis. So mm. here's the thing. I'm going to make up an imaginary partner because a lot of people know this guy. We're going to say his name is Jim. His name is not Jim. But he was an EMT basic that I worked with, uh, which immediately cancels out the only Jim that anybody we work with knows. Um, he was an EMTB that I worked with. And... One time we went and we picked up a patient and the patient's daughter was riding along with. Now, this was not a critical call, but I am of the thing uh, th this is kind of my own moral standards here. Uh, when you're on duty, your job is not to pick up uh, on your patient's uh, daughter. Like, th this is no. not Tinder. <laughs> this is work. Right. You know, uh, now I will give them this. The daughter, very attractive young lady. But she was sitting up front with him and he was driving and I had the patient in the back and I'm kind of listening at, you know, and he's just talking her up and all this stuff. And she's smiling and kind of laughing here and there. So it's like, all right, they're getting along and nothing too inappropriate. So it's fine. I mean, I think he's obviously kind of Twitter painted with her, but I mean, like he's not right. unprofessional. We make small chat up there all the time. So not too worried. Uh, then he kind of starts saying some things that are a little more I just not appropriate. Uh, by the way, he does not work for the agency anymore. Uh, a little more dude, shut your mouthish. Yeah, exactly. And finally, what draws my attention is he goes, yeah, so uh, they all, they, they call me a big Jim. And I'm like, okay. And so I poke my Man, head he forward. You better be talking about shoe size. Anyway, <laughs> so I poke my head forward and I look at her and I go, no one calls him big Jim. And I just and I just put my head right back. I just go right back. Literally, she hasn't seen me since I got to the back of the ambulance. I poke my head up. I say that. I just slink right back to where I'm going. She is dying laughing, and he is dead quiet for the rest of the ride. And after that, he was so unthrilled with me. He's like, "Dude, man, why'd you like? There are people that call me Big Jim," and I'm like. No, there isn't. No, there's not. There's no, well, like, <laughs> I've got friends to come. I'm like, dude, I'm like, first of all, like, this is your job. This isn't Tinder. I wasn't going. I'm like, yeah, you were. Big Jim. <laughs> come on. 
You were prayed to God. Her next line would be like, what do they call you, Big Jim? And I'm like, <laughs> and let's put it this way. I'm like, what I, the shit I said was funny. Like, it's almost worth it. Even if I was in that guy's shoes, which I wouldn't be in that guy's shoes. But even if I was right. in that guy's shoes, I'd have been like, God, you know what? That was funny. I mean, you totally cost me the date right. here, but God, that was funny. Well, let's be honest. If he's going that hard with Big Jim that quickly, there's no chance of a date. Oh, no, I don't think there was. Um, no. One of my other favorite lines, too, was we just decided to fuck with a buddy once. It was um, a bunch of friends were all graduating like paramedic school. And they went to one of the local bars and I was good friends with one of them. So I was invited. So I went out there with him. And I had this idea and this guy, he was doing a pretty good job. He's kind of making some headway with these two girls at the bar, which is an appropriate place, by the way, to try and ask someone out. It's a bar. It's why everyone's there anyway. So, and I'm like, hey, you guys want to fuck with your friend? And they're like, "Uh, yeah. I'm like, just walk up and tap. Oh, this is actually something you told me. I got this from you. You know what it is. I went yeah, up, I tapped him on the shoulder. He just killed my story, motherfucker. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so I went again because this is actually Mark had told me his story. And I'm like, yeah, I know what to do in this case. And so they went up and tapped him on the shoulder and they, they dropped this line. And they said, hey, man, your wife called. Wonder if you can pick up some diapers on the way home. And just drops that in there. And he's just like, what? And she just cut him the biggest stink eye look like. Oh, never mind. And I swear to God, she wanted to throw her drink at him. And that would have been, she didn't, she didn't, but man, that would have just sealed the deal. Such a great line. So, uh, yeah. So I I bet the listener that requested this episode is like, you're fucking right there, man. Like, this is the part I want to hear. And you keep telling stories. Anyway, ischemic neuropathy. Yes. Ischemic optic neuropathy. The fuck. Ischemic optic neuropathy or ion is when blood does not flow properly to your eye's optic nerve, eventually causing lasting damage to this nerve. With ion, you suddenly lose your vision in one or both your eyes. The optic nerve carries signals from your eyes to the brain, and your brain then turns those signals into the images that you see. When blood flow uh, to the optic nerve is reduced or blocked, the nerve does not get enough oxygen or nutrition. The optic nerve stops working properly, and eventually it'll die. So ion can affect your central, that's kind of more detailed vision, or your peripheral vision, uh, or both. Because a damaged optic nerve cannot be fixed, any vision loss from ion is usually permanent. Uh, Usually people with severe ion still have some peripheral vision. So while anyone can get ischemic optic neuropathy, you are more likely to develop it if you have high blood pressure, diabetes, if you smoke, cigarettes. have clogged arteries, have glaucoma, if you're over 50 years old, if you have migraines, uh, or if you have swelling of the arteries uh, in your head called uh, temporal uh, arteritis. So there are two varieties of optic nerve infarction that exist. Uh, there is non-arteric, uh, non-arteritic, yeah, non-arteritic and arteritic. So non-arteritic variance occurs more frequently. Uh, typically- In the tropical zones. Oh, really? No, that's... <laughs> oh, or like doing like an Arctic thing? Arctic, Ah, yeah. gotcha. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can really tell I love the joke. I'm like, oh, we're doing an Arctic thing? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's an Arctic joke now. Hang on. It was, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a, lo- a random poll. Let me, uh, let me edit that in was... Chris laughing here. <laughs> 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 I'm totally human. More oil. 
so the non arteritic fuck me the non arteritic variant occurs more frequently typically affecting people about 50 years and older vision loss tends to not be as severe as the arteritic variant which usually affects an older group typically about 70 years and older most ischemic optic neuropathy is unilateral Bilateral sequential cases occur in about 20%, but bilateral uh, simultaneous involvement is uncommon. Bilateral involvement is much more common among the uh, arteric uh, than the non-arteritic cases. Uh, (laughs) It's hard for me, man. Uh, well, you're braver than I am. I would just come with arteritic and then non. Yeah, arteritic <laughs> and then not that. Uh, yeah. Atherosclerotic <laughs> narrowing of the posterior ciliary arteries. Why did I nail all those words? May presuppose <laughs> the non-arteritic optic nerve infarction. Nailed it. Particularly after hypotensive uh, after a hypotensive episode. So any of the inflammatory uh, artery fuck. Um, <laughs> Arteroids? Are you, arter- arteroids. Arteroids. Arteroids, sure. especially giant cell, ooh, giant cell, arteritis can precipitate the arteritic form. <laughs> Vision loss with both varieties of the optic nerve infarction is typically rapid over minutes, hours, or days. It seems like a, like a da-la-da, long, da-la-da, pretty da-la-da, like da-la-da, variable. Da-la-da. Like it can be minutes or a few days. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> it's like, I mean, did the cable company determine like when this was going to happen? Like it could be <laughs> from the hours of like one and next year. So, so real quick, I gotta go up and uh, be a, visit my daughter next weekend because we're trying to sell her car to a pick and pull. Okay, right? and I have to be there because my name's on the title. Okay, I, I get that. So my daughter calls today because initially I said, "Hey, can you call and see if they can come pick it up tomorrow?" Well, they don't do a next day pickup scheduling. Oh, uh, it's usually about five days out. So she's like, "That'd be Wednesday." I'm like, well, you know, I'm working Monday, Tuesday, I also work Thursday, Friday, so I really don't want to do a 10-hour round trip to Bellingham. Uh, see if they can do it Saturday. So apparently that's too far out for them to schedule. <laughs> <laughs> so basically they're willing to schedule five or six days out, but not seven or more. <laughs> Past that is just even, not happening. Yeah, and, they, and then it's a four-hour window. Nice. I'm like, Jesus Christ, people. So, oh, God. Anywho. <laughs> Anywho, moving on back to uh, yeah so back to this okay. shit so right uh <laughs> where was i back to the reason we're here all right so vision loss with both varieties of optic nerve infarction is typically rapid oh yeah like i said there blah blah blah, blah. some patients notice the loss like when they wake up uh symptoms such as general malaise muscle aches pains headaches over the temple uh pain when combing your hair jaw uh claudication I don't know what that is. And tenderness over the temporal artery <laughs> may be present uh, with giant cell uh, arteritis. However, such symptoms may not occur until after the vision is lost. So diagnosis of optic nerve infarction is based mainly on clinical evaluation, but ancillary testing may be needed. So most. Oh, here you go. Yeah. Jaw claudication. Yep. Is uh, noted as fatigue or discomfort of the jaw muscles during chewing of firm foods such as meat, chewing gum, which you need, uh, and prolonged speaking. And leather. So, uh, most important is to exclude the arteric variety because the other eye is at risk if treatment is not started quickly. 
Immediate tests include ESR, CBC, and C-reactive protein. ESR is usually dramatically elevated in the arteritic variety, often exceeding 100 millimeters per hour, and normal in the non-arteritic variety. I'm not really sure what those tests means, but there you go. So there is no effective treatment for the non-arteritic variety of optic nerve infarction. However, up to 40... ESR is the uh, erythrocyte sedimentation rate. Okay. And then and the CBC is a common panel, right? I think I think so. So that's the same one. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I believe it is. Hey, so, uh, right. So there is no effective treatment for the non-arteritic variety of optic nerve infarction. However, up to 40% of patients spontaneously recover some useful vision. So in the arteritic variety caused by giant cell art, uh, arteritis, losses of visual acuity and visual fields are typically greater. Uh, prompt treatment does not restore lost vision in the affected eye, but protects the unaffected eye. Inadequate treatment re uh, risk relapses and additional vision loss. So the arteritic variety is treated with uh, oral corticosteroids, uh, prednisone mainly, uh, 80 milligrams orally once a day, and is tapered based on erythrocyte sedimentation rate, um, or ESR, the test we talked about earlier, uh, to protect mm -hmm. the other eye. If vision loss is imminent, intravenous corticosteroids should be considered. So treatment should not be delayed while awaiting uh, the biopsy procedure or its results. Early results from clinical trials show that... Um, <clears throat> show Conclusumab. Yeah. So say that again? No. No. <laughs> I give up. Tocilizumab. Uh, improves glucocorticoid-free remission. Right. Exactly. Uh, when compared to corticosteroids, only in giant cell arteritis. So treatment of the non-arteritic variety with aspirin or corticosteroids has not been helpful. Risk factors are controlled low vision aids, e.g., uh, for example, magnifiers, large print <laughs> devices, and uh, talking watches uh, may be helpful for both in both types. I don't mind a talking watch. I just hate a fucking chatty watch. Right, exactly. I mean, like, yeah. you know, tell me about your day. That's kind of fine. But, like, don't don't go into the yeah. detail. I don't want to know what's going on between Martha and Jane. I don't want to listen you to know? your podcast, you know. I've got my own. <laughs> I've got two. Ooh, How many do you have, Chris Mark? I've got two. Uh, two because I'm coming out with uh, Stacey Oliveira. Mm. So. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, with pre-hospital perfect vision. Yeah. Yeah, how many do you have uh, that, that people are actually listening to? I have one also, and that's this one, well, but still. I like to think that EMS 2020 is uh, it's kind of like the nephew of mine in podcasts. So I'm going to go with two. Hey. Neither of you would be doing podcasts if I hadn't pushed you fuckers into it. That's fair. That's fair. You don't sound bitter at all, by the way. <laughs> Dragged you two fuckers into it kicking and screaming. Yeah, that's true. They were like, hey, this is really great. Hey, Mark, we're going to go start our own. It's kind of like that threesome where all of a sudden yeah, right. like, you walk in and you're like, hey, guys, I'm I'm here. Uh, well, are you all going to dinner tonight? You guys, um, oh, okay. yeah, so uh, you're leaving, right? Like I, I can, yeah. Oh, you guys are going to, okay, well. So you just described Spencer, our, you and I as a threesome. Yeah, pretty much. Think of that. Yeah. Yeah. Think of that mental image. There you go. That's our next live stream. <laughs> just joking. All we need is Big Jim and we're complete. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, Big Jim, it's time to uh, time to put the money where your junk is. <laughs> In uh, high school, I was talking to a guy at a party one time and he worked at Burger King and he goes, yeah, I'm a whopper flopper. <laughs> 
Yeah, so am I, but I'm going to bragging about it, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he had never, ever, like, put those two together. Oh, God. <laughs> and so he just started busting out laughing. He goes, oh, the worst part about that joke is now I can't use Whopper Flopper anymore. Right? <laughs> oh, no. So, uh, I think the eyes have it on this one, don't you? Yeah. I th- oh, God. Nice. Hey, nice Lincoln bull there, you know? <laughs> Can't really work Lincoln uh, uh, statements into uh, conversations too easily. No, but I'm proud that you did. (laughs) Uh, That's all we have for this week. Uh, We will be back next week with a new episode. We've been uh, gone for a little bit, just schedules and abilities and life, you know. I'm going to blame coronavirus for the last two weeks of not having an episode. Sure. Yeah. I Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Obviously. (laughs) Coronavirus. Uh, There's a hospital that we go to. I go to on a... Not on a fairly regular basis. It's in our county that I've convinced I'm just going to start making my reports. Coming to you code one with a patient with no COVID symptoms. Because yeah. everything seems irrelevant to them other than that. <laughs> All right. We're going to wrap up the show now. Oh, are we done? Yeah, we're done. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, we will talk to you soon. Uh, have a good evening, and if you want to get a hold of us, get a hold of us on Twitter at MedicalStuff52. We're on uh, Instagram at MedicalStuff. No, God damn it. We're on Twitter at MedSideStuff, M-E-D-S-I-D-E-S-U-F-F. We're on Instagram at MedicalStuff52, and we're on Facebook at MedicalStuff. If you'd like to send us an email, please do, and you guys do, and it really makes us feel warm and fuzzy at MedSideStuff at Yahoo.com. And uh, yep. shit, with that, I guess that's a uh, toast. toast.